sitting at three and three, the road to a bowl game seems right on track for Boston College. They've just got to execute. Will they be able to do that? We're going to talk about that on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We are in our final episode on our bye week. And I'm I'm glad. I, I, I start the week off thinking, oh, this is great. I can kind of chill a little bit. You know, it's a break from the the slog of, you know, the same kinds of posts every week and, and same podcasts. But by the end, I'm just I'm I'm chomping at the bit for this season to begin again, uh, start again for the Eagles. Now, the team is getting themselves ready. And, and I think it's the perfect time for a buy for a few reasons. You have a couple injuries that you're waiting guy, for guys to get back. Most definitely the biggest one's going to be Ozzy Trapillo. The tackle from BC uh, missed the final game of um, before the break with an inj- a lower body injury, but he's projected to come back uh, for Georgia Tech. Hopefully, he could be back. In addition, you have Ryan O'Keefe, who we saw what happened in that UVA game, and hopefully, you know, it sounds like everything is going well for him. He could be back as well. So BC's getting healthier, and for the Eagles, they've been fortunate; they really haven't been bitten by the uh, an injury bug which is something that's hit them hard in years past going into this part of the season though you have to start feeling a little excited about where things could go you've got thomas castellanos playing inspired football i think i think it's fair to say what he's doing is pretty inspired right now he leads the country in rushing yards he has a bunch of touchdowns Uh, when he can throw the ball when it's not a monsoon he's doing pretty well so you look at the schedule ahead of you and you wonder to yourself, is this team going to be able to get to a bowl? Now on Eagle Insider, I gave you some of the bowl projections that are coming out. BC is starting to get some notice from some of the national folks that are doing bowl projections. Now they're finicky. If BC loses to Georgia Tech, you know, they could easily just be off of the, those projections, you know, until something weird happens again. But right now, with six games remaining, BC just has to go 500 again, and they can make a bowl. And I know, I know, that should not be the goal. The goal should be go four and two, end the season seven and five, go five and one. You know, play inspired football, do something special that we haven't had since the Matt Ryan days. But. There's also the possibility that things could implode. And I know folks don't want to talk about it, but you've won every game or lost every game other than the Louisville game when you got steamrolled by three points or less. That is a razor thin margin. And when we had Parker Fleming of Stats of War on earlier this week, you know, he talked about how bad this defense is. 
So you have the potential for something special to happen. You also have the potential for something disastrous to happen. It's it's the joy of being a Boston College fan. When you have a program that's built the way it is, anything can happen. And luckily this season, it doesn't feel like last year. Last year was depressing. When BC was three and nine, and you knew every single week that you watched, you're like, this team's gonna be bad. This team's gonna play bad. And and I don't really want to watch it. That's not the case this year. Sure, there's frustrating moments. Believe me, the NIU game was awful. The 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 uh Louisville game was atrocious. But every other game, the Florida State game was fun. It was frustrating, but it was fun. Army, that I mean, they won in the last couple seconds. UVA, they last won in the last couple minutes. They're fun. Castellanos and that offensive line have brought some joy back to BC football. Now they got to execute for these last six games because the schedule is getting so much easier. They the 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 road to redemption for Jeff Halfley is there for him to take it right now. He does not have injuries. He doesn't have excuses for playmakers. He's got it all right in front of him. He just needs to execute and get his team prepared to win these games. If he can do that, if he can go seven and five and maybe win a bowl game, go eight and five this year, then he deserves to be back. If they finish the season six and six, maybe they lose a bowl game or maybe they go six and six. You got to wonder if Blake James, where his head's at at this point in terms of the future of Jeff Halfley, because he didn't hire Jeff Halfley. You have to wonder where that, where that could go. But for bowl eligibility, you have, as a Boston college fan, looking at that schedule, the way that they've played, when you have teams like UConn, I know they beat you last year, but this is a very different BC team. And, and UConn is not very good this year. You have Georgia Tech, who isn't very good. You have Virginia Tech. You have Pitt, who's awful. <clears throat> Syracuse is sliding. You have potential here if you can execute. And that's the biggest question. BC has been so hit or miss with how they execute on the field in various aspects of the game, whether it's drop passes or penalties or, or getting blown off the field. That is the big question. Can they execute? Four wins would be a very good start for this program. Five is right where we should be. Right now, BC is one win back from where you would expect them to be. That NIU game, if they didn't blow a stupid loss with whatever the Jeff Halfley's idea was with the quarterback situation, which I don't agree with at all. We did a whole episode with Mitch on it. They would be four and two. You're talking about then just winning half of your games to have a successful season. But that one loss is such a a dagger in your heart, in your eye right now that it it, it makes you question it. And in a moment, I'm going to look at ESPN's FBI system and I'm going to look at what they think about BC because they have a very different 
uh, perspective of where BC could go from here. And I want to get into what they say, because I think that might be a, 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 another conversation to have in just a moment. Now, your job when you're hiring is the most important thing that you're looking for. And every new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So head on over to LinkedIn, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black here. And, you know, before we get into this FBI talk, just want to say, you know, being a BC person, you know, I cover it. You guys are fans I, and I'm a fan too. You know, I have to take off my, my maroon and I've seen people who do podcasts and they're wearing their school colors and stuff. That's that. I'm not that I report on it. I can't do that kind of stuff. You know, I see other lockdown hosts doing it, and that's cool. That's very cool. But watching this program for the last 15 years, you never know what you're going to get. It seems like a new thing comes up and just jams you in the heart every year, whether it's Phil Dracovic's injury, whether it's the offensive line being a, a disaster, bad hires, bad facilities. It always seems like there's something about BC – that holds things back. Now the hope is that maybe there's going to be some momentum this year that with Thomas Castellanos, the offensive lines finally clicking, you got a run game. You're doing a lot of the right things that maybe you can get things to where you want it to be. Now I love any sort of statistic stuff. Uh, and I have to say, like, I'm not as you if you heard me with Parker Fleming a couple days ago, Mitch had to run a lot of that because some of those statistics are like way over my head. I'm not like the biggest, like deep analytics guys. I took, you know, intermediate stats and things like that. Some of it, some of it was like not that interesting to me and, and I didn't get it. But FPI by Bill uh, by ESPN is, is a football power index that they create. And they use a whole bunch of different, um, you know, uh, tools to create this. And, you know, I'm going to read it out for you right now. So what you know what FBI is. FBI is is a measure of team strength that is meant to be the best predictor of a team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. FBI represents how many points above or below average a team is. Projected results are based on 20,000 simulations of the rest of the season using FBI results to date in the remaining schedule ratings and projections update daily FBI data from seasons prior to 2019 may not be complete. So they put a whole bunch of different things into this. Uh, and uh, so, so, such as predicted offensive, defensive and predict uh, special teams components, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, they use EPA, which is what we talked about with Parker Fleming, which is expected points added. 
and turnovers, red zone efficiency. They, they do all of that. Okay. And they use past seasons as well to, to include into their statistics, which is what makes me a little bit skeptical of what they say. So the FBI, I went in, I and analyzed where BC is at after six weeks. And here is what you want to hear. They go game by game. At Georgia Tech, BC has a 24% chance to win. Okay. At UConn, uh, no, UConn at BC, 79% chance to win. At Syracuse, 12.5% chance to win. Virginia Tech at home, 47% chance to win. Pitt, 27.9 chance percent to win. And Miami, 14.4% chance to win. All in all, FBI gives BC a ch- the pro- their projection to win five games for the whole season. I I know I said at the beginning of the season, I thought Boston College was going to go eight and four. So when I hear five and seven, when they're already at three and f- three and three with a lot of bad teams in front of them, I have a hard, I'm skeptical of this. And a few things on here made me very skeptical. Pitt, for instance, Pitt, they have at 20, they have a one in four chance of beating Pitt. Give me a break. Pitt has been awful. Pitt, Pitt just replaced their quarterback, Phil Jakovic, with someone who's even worse than Phil Jakovic, and they still can't figure out what to do. They just got their doors blown off by, by Virginia Tech, who's not good either. So part of me, if I feel a little skeptical that they don't have 50-50 odds against a one in four pit. A 12% chance of beating Syracuse. Syracuse started the season off 4-0, but they ain't played no one. They didn't play anyone. And then they played Clemson, who got their doors blown off. by, Or they lost. No, they didn't get their doors blown off. They lost to Florida State and UNC, and they got crushed by both. So, yeah, I, I think Syracuse should be a favorite in that game. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not naive. But, man, 12%? That's less than what they have against Miami. And Miami is, is a much better team. Uh, Georgia Tech, 24% chance to beat them. Georgia Tech's defense showed something against Miami, which is nice because they just demoted their, their defensive coordinator. But they scored, what, like 10 10 points before that last play? 24%? Okay. So I think these statistics are are a little bit jaded against BC. And I don't think um, that they're putting into factors like Castellanos. And, you know, if they're putting in any sort of – if they're factoring recruiting – and uh, last year's experience and the, last, the way they've played in the last couple of years, that's that's bogus because this is a very different BC team. All I'm saying is that when you read statistics like that, just be a little skeptical. I ESPN's very good, but there's always things like I just saw and I just tweeted it out that Bill Connolly has his SP plus um, has his SP plus rankings out. And BC is like 109th below UVA, which I again I don't get. With their best win against 
Holy Cross, which I, I guess, but like some of these statistic things, I think are like the the these like things that they do. I you know some of them make good points, but other times it's like forest from the trees here, folks. Why is one in five UVA higher than BC, the team that lost to BC? It doesn't make any sense to me. So I I understand. I totally get being skeptical of BC. Totally get it. But be realistic here. Like, you know, Georgia Tech, you could be skeptical. All these other teams deserve to be skeptical too. You know, Pitt, for instance. Like, if you're going to be that skeptical of BC, Pitt's been awful. They've been terrible. And the fact that you have a one in four chance of beating said terrible team that just replaced their quarterback, I don't know. I I think some of these things are crazy. Now, in a moment, we're going to wrap things up by doing a little freestyle Friday here when we don't have BC football. I want to go over and look at some of the other things that are going on on campus and talk about some of the sports that we don't usually get a chance to talk about. We'll get all to that in a minute. Now, if you are need to snap into action, you need to do it on FanDuel the number one sports book for football right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, there's $200 bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love to share with you guys right now. I have a couple wagers on FanDuel on Thursday night for this game. One of them is Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are both going to pass for over 200 yards. I feel good about that one. I also have Travis Kelsey with 25 yards um, in the first half and 25 yards in the second half with his honey in the Taylor Swift in the, in the audience feel like pretty good about that. And then I got Isaiah Pacheco with an anytime touchdown. So see, I got a whole bunch of different wages. None of them are on the spread, but you could do spreads, player props over unders and more. And it was so easy. I just did it about five minutes on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel the official sports partner of the NFL. This is AJ Black. We're here to talk about some of the things that are going on about with with college sports here at BC over this weekend. Now, hockey. Hockey has a game against a team I didn't even know had a hockey team. <laughs> Again, I'm not a huge ho- – I'm not like a – like a puckhead that knows everything about the ins and out. I know Hockey East. I know BC and I know some of the other big programs, but I had no idea that Long Island had a hockey program. So BC opens up their series with a Friday night game against uh, Long Island. It's their first ever meeting between the two teams at home and BC's one and oh Long Island university is and two with losses to Penn state and Holy cross. This is another game. This is a perfect game for BC to tune up on. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what Long Island's history is, and I'm not looking up. I'm not a Long Island University podcast, but I, you know, this is the type of game where you just go home, you get your fans crazy, you win big. It's a perfect game for them. So BC hockey, that's a good one for them. BC women's hockey, who has started the season off 0 and 4, ugh. they're on the road. They're playing um, their first hockey East game on Friday and Saturday as they take on. Number four, 15, UConn for home and homes. So they play one at home, one at away. First one's at home, second one's away. Hopefully they can turn their season around. Starting off 0-4 is not an easy way to start it off. Uh, speaking of teams that are playing well, 
someone was like ripping me in the comments about this. Hey, field hockey, they're number 11 in the country. There you go. I'm mentioning field hockey, field hockey. They're playing UConn as well. So it's a lot of Huskies, uh, Husky games going on here. And they're, um, they're going to try to make it two in a row, number 11 in the country. So that's good for them. And then for baseball, baseball has made a couple of new commitments in the last couple of days with um, Colby Seelig of IMG Academy, a right-handed pitcher for the class of 25 committing. This is a homecoming. I talked to him. I'll have a full interview with him up on Eagle Insider. But any kid that goes to IMG Academy, sign me up. Um, and he is, he's originally from Cambridge. He's coming back home. I'll, you know, I think this is a nice get for the Eagles. Anyone from, uh, as I said, IMG Academy is a good addition uh, for the Eagles. And then as I was recording this, and I have not even a chance to look at who this kid is, but BC just landed in the last six minutes, another commitment for baseball for Kevin John. Uh, he's a 25 infielder from, um, La Mirada High School, which I think is in California. Again, I'm just looking at this like really quick. Yeah, California. So they got another commitment. So Todd Internado, their head coach, he's been getting, he's heating up on the recruiting trail. Finally, football has a new offer out. They've had a couple. So we, you know, BC lost Josiah Martin, which was a big loss a couple weeks ago. Things have quieted down for 24 recruiting. They offered two new wide receivers, both out of Texas. So right in Darrell White's wheelhouse uh, in, in the last couple of days. Jocks Demps, Spradley Demps, a wide receiver, and Vosky Howard, both 24 wide receivers. So they're trying hard to get another wide receiver to fill that loss. Um, and I think that's something just to watch for as well. So I probably missed another sport that uh, I didn't know about. I'm looking to see if volleyball is playing because I know that's another one people always ask me about and I don't know anything about them. They are playing on tomorrow against Duke. So good luck to volleyball who is 13 and seven on the season. Um, they're doing pretty well recently. They have uh, won two out of the last three. So hopefully they can continue that winning streak after beating Virginia tech and beating Virginia earlier uh, last week as well. So this is AJ black. Thank you all so much. On Monday, we will be back to start getting ready for Georgia Tech Week. We'll have Mitch on. We'll have everything going. Hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like us, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star review and hit that like button if you're on YouTube. For uh, It's only on me tonight. So thank you all so much. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon.